Welcome to Inspired Artist Podcast with me, Porter Singer. In this episode, I'm speaking with Stephen Weber and Catherine Plant, who have just released their first book, The Place Between Here and There, a true and beautiful near-death experience. So we're going to talk in this podcast about the book, about the story, which really is the story of how their relationship was formed and what happens when we die or what happened when Stephen nearly died. Um, So from the blurb at the back of the book, um, some of the takeaways that, you know, Stephen came up with is that everyone and everything have a spirit. Your higher self is always in spirit and is guiding you. All spirits are connected and form the one universal consciousness. Your consciousness grows from both good and bad experiences. You can connect and communicate with those in spirit. Signs and synchronicities are your connection to spirit. And so one of the things that we talk about, and we'll get into this in the podcast that's about to begin, is just how comforting Stephen and Catherine's book has been to those who have just lost, quote unquote, someone to the spirit world. In other words, people who are grieving. Um, This has been a very comforting book and a very comforting message, as I'm sure you can imagine. So if you are someone who is grieving another person or, you know, you are a human and chances are in your life you will have occasion to be grieving, um, this would be a wonderful podcast to listen to. All right. Well, here we go. Well, thanks for joining me. So y'all are hailing from uh, Long Island, yes? Yes. Beautiful Long Island. Best time of year, Autumn, oh, yes. Is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all the leaves are changing and uh, starting to cool down. And Kathy and I are getting our beaches back because we're usually there all winter long. And so, and so in the summer, there's so many people. And we kind of get jealous because we're so used to having it all to ourselves. <laughs> but now it's coming Oh, back. I get it. You get your beach. Cause, okay, because people are gone. I was like, oh, have they been closed? No. <laughs> it's private now. It's out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we do a lot of meditating on the beach. I mean, we do a lot of meditating at home. Mm-hmm. But... But to be walking and be within yourself and still connected to nature, you know, it's very, it really grounds us. Uh, good old uh, uh, root chakra uh, grounding. Yeah. The beaches are so beautiful there. When I was there last year, we took a walk on the beach. Um, I don't even remember where we were, but it was like in front. I mean, I guess, is it, is it all the same kind of like people live yeah, it's the right? North Shore of Long Island, so yeah. it's not a different appearance in any beach, but some just have a little more charm than others, and we're fortunate in that there's one across the street in walking distance oh. to our house that is just amazing. amazing. It's like a tropical island. It is. <laughs> you didn't know that you're on Long Island. <laughs> yeah. Well, and one of the best things about it is that... Uh, is that in New York State, and I believe in all of uh, the country, is that the tide line from low tide to high tide, that is public property. So we could walk for miles and miles. When we go on the South Shore, it's not uncommon for us to walk 25 miles yeah. without being interrupted, just in bare feet on the sand. You would love it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you are a nature girl. <laughs> I love, I love beaches, yeah. That's funny, I don't perceive myself as a nature girl. Um, I see you hiking. I like that. I like doing those things. I don't end up doing them very often. Well, I, life gets in the way. You have kids. Yeah. They're young. Yes, that's true. 
That's true. Queer. The podcast, the, yeah. the workshops you do are incredible. The music is yeah. awesome. Oh my gosh, you're like my favorite. And what's more, she brought <laughs> yeah, you brought nature with you because it's right there behind you in your backdrop. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I was actually talking to my friend Arjuna this morning um, for the for the podcast. It was this afternoon. Um, yeah. And he has a tapestry hanging behind him that's a forest. And then he puts a fan on it so it looks like it's moving. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That's really cool. So y'all just, you all just uh, published your, is that your first book, right? That's our first? Yeah, this is our Hopefully first Congratulations. Book. Yeah, it's Thank called you. The Place Between Here and There. It's available yeah. on Amazon. We're just very excited by it. Uh, yeah, I'll link, I'll put a link in the podcast notes so that's easy yeah. to find. It's yeah. just amazing. We've gotten so many um, purchases. We're getting letters from people all over the world. And we're getting uh, YouTube videos. With, we have one with 45,000 views so far. Wow. It's just been an incredible experience. Yeah. And, and not always the way that we expected because uh, the book is about a near-death experience. We, we like to call it an afterlife experience. Uh -huh. But... Uh, and so when, when we wrote the book, um, it, was, it was definitely from that perspective. But um, what happens is, is that we have people who are interested in near-death experiences contact us, but really it's the people who are grieving from the loss of a loved one because we, we talk about that extensively in the book. You know, it's very easy to have uh, write spiritual books that are up in the clouds and stuff, but, but this is really so much from regular life it's not about a guru on a mountain or for your mind to always be in this spirit world. It's to enjoy life and to make sense of things and even very tragic things that, uh, that life is good and people are good even when sad things happen. And that's the message which we're trying to spread. Yeah. What, what question do you find you're answering the most? Or do people come with questions or just to thank you. <laughs> well, I would say in most, that the most common thing is that someone's lost a loved one and they just can't shake it. You know, and what I mean by, by, by shaking it is that, is that the grief is a process. A grief isn't a constant state of mind. And some people, especially when losing a, a child or, or a sibling, or it, it's, it can, the grief can stay with you forever. And at some point, you need to go on with life and be happy and share that happiness. And that's, those are the times which Kathy and I have found out are most often that you'll receive messages from people who have passed. When you pass the grieving stage, they want to see you happy. And so, uh, and so, so many times when we see people, they're grieving and they, they just ask, how did you deal with your loss? You know, what are some of the lessons you've learned in that place to help you with life? And, uh, and those are the most common. And we often get, you know, the NDE people often ask us, you know, standard NDE questions about bright lights and beautiful skies and things like, like that. And so our, our experience was somewhat different than what I would call the typical uh, NDE experience. Can you tell, do, do you want to tell a little bit of that story to sure, give sure. some context? Sure, I would, I would love to. And I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. Because, <laughs> <Okay>. because, so, <laughs> I've heard this so many times. <laughs> I, I, I bought the book and it's on my reading list. I just, I don't get a lot of opportunities to sit down and read. I could imagine. Now, but no, but I, I definitely will. So I'm going to take it on my road trip when I take my kids to, uh, 
to visit their dad for for Christmas. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> that, that's awesome. And uh, you know, it is on audio book. It's available on audio book. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Beautiful Who audio. Recorded book. it. Um, uh, these two people, Toby and, and Shelly Tomplay, amazing singers from Louisiana. Oh. They did a fantastic job. And they, oh. uh, and they, uh, and they, they're, they're musicians. They yeah. they play their originals. They are just we we just love them. And they have a baby on the way, so I just had to get that in there too. So oh, cute. Yeah. yeah, it's an awesome audio book. We we loved it. They uh, they they did it so well. And they faked our Long Island accents. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> What in quota should have woulders and couldas. And uh and then also we haven't translated into Spanish. And, oh, wow. uh, and that's been fun because this we have this lady in Mexico who's doing it. And the thing is she loves the book. She keeps on sending us notes about the book, you know, <laughs> about her thoughts. You know, it's like it's great because when we're interviewing people to uh, translate the book, we we needed somebody who could have a spiritual connection because mm -hmm. it's not about talking about widgets and things like that. We really and how to pass the Kathy test because because Kathy uh, Kathy has to see the spirit in them and really connect. <laughs> And because it is important because this is a message it's not just a book sure. and uh and so uh so i was driving uh i was riding home one, one afternoon it was a sunday afternoon on a, on my motorcycle harley davidson's i've been driving harley's all my life and a big truck made a left-hand turn and smashed right in, into the side of me and i absorbed the full impact of the truck on my left side I broke my spine. I have two metal plates holding my spine together. I shattered my hip. I have all these pins and grooves and plates in my hip. Broke my leg, broke my arm, broke my ribs. I had a traumatic brain injury. I also uh, had internal injuries. They had to operate several times just to get me stabilized, uh, eventually removing my spleen and just going through a, a remarkable, I mean, these people were miracle workers. They put me back together. So much of what happened, you would see on an autopsy report, not on a, a, a medical report. It really is. It was just, you know, we live in uh, Long Island, one of the best trauma centers in the world. We're so close by. And what's more is they were able to have a helicopter that came and picked me up and it would just happen to be a field which they can land, like all these wonderful things wow. that happen. And it's, I think it's part of a divine grace that I've been, I've received and didn't earn it. All I did was survive, but, uh, but I've learned to accept it and uh, to find purpose in it and to find meaning. And, uh, and so, yes, yes. Um, so, so then what happened is, is that I was in a coma and I was in my hospital bed and to the rest of the world, I was just in my hospital bed for three weeks. But in my mind, while I was in the coma, I was in a place, a place I call between here and there. And it's a place where time doesn't exist and everything is a spirit. And, uh, and so I was on the verge of life and death for three weeks. I kept on checking in and checking out. They had to do miraculous things, but I was so happy on the inside. The first experience I had in this place, I call it, I call it learning the language of the universe. But, uh, but it, was, it was a lot more than that. One of, one of the first things I, I was taught is how to see the spirit in everybody and everything. And, um, and so the first place I was at, I was at a work-like setting, is that I didn't know 
I was in an accident or anything. For some reason, it just didn't occur to me. And I was in a work-like setting. I'm a computer guy, and I was helping people with their computers. But what I learned after a short period of time, it had nothing to do with computers, which also helped me to understand the duality of life, that you have a situation which you're in now, but there's an underlining meaning situation to everything you do. Although we were working on computers, I was helping them work through many problems in their lives mm -hmm. in a metaphoric way. And I'll explain that a little bit more later. But, um, but so what I was seeing was people who I knew from my everyday life, and I saw them exactly the way I remembered them. And then there were people who I haven't seen in 20 years, but they look exactly the way I remembered them even though they've aged 20 years. Yeah. And, and so, but for some reason that didn't strike me as being odd. It was just, I don't know. It's you, you, you're like kind of when you're like dreaming, like when, like when you're dreaming and it doesn't. Almost, it. almost, almost. Yeah. But, uh, but, but I could speak to that a little bit more later on as well. <laughs> and, um, and so, um, and so then I was being shown the same people as older people, as if they were 70 years old. And then I'd see them when, as if they were six months old. And I would see all these different people who I knew from my life in all different stages of life. I even saw men as women and women as men. And what I began to notice is that that part of them, which goes on forever, the spirit of them, that part of them that doesn't change regardless of their physical form. By their showing me all these different people in different looks at them, I was able to see and feel their spirit. And the more that this went on, the more I started to not even have to look at them, I could just be in the same room and I could sense their spirit, that part of you that goes on forever and always has been and always will be, that part that makes you, you. And, um, and then I didn't have to see them at all. I just felt it. And once I started feeling the spirit, then all of a sudden the door opened up because now I saw the spirit in everything. I realized everything had a spirit from dogs, cats, rocks, the earth, the planets, everything had a spirit. And we are all part of that same spirit. We're all connected. And then I started to realize when I saw everything, I remember growing up a Catholic in Catholic school, they said God was everywhere. And I always pictured God as being like a voyeur on everything. <laughs> Ooh, did I do something wrong now? But now I understood what it means. Was God is everywhere because that we are God. And what I mean by, by, by that is that we are all one. We are all part of the same consciousness. The, the universe, there is only one. There is God. God is us. God is everything that we see. The creator and the creation are one. And that's, and that's one of the most important things as I learned is that, is that we are all connected. And we always have to keep that in mind because that will help us have a better and truer understanding of the world and the world around us. And so that was, that was one of the first lessons as I learned is I learned how to see spirit in everybody and everything. And, um, and then the second thing is I learned, and this is something um, that, uh, that we learned from uh, Kundalini, is that uh, um, Om Namo Gurudev Namo. Uh, you know, I bow to the inner teacher inside of us. And really what, what I began to learn is as I started to 
he's shown different things. Nobody was telling me the way things are. It was my inner teacher. Once I was experienced these things, my inner teacher helped me to bring the understanding of all that was happening to me, that, that it wasn't any guru on the mountain. It was just me getting in tune, going inward, and be able to use the things I'm learning to go forward in, in this beautiful place. And then, uh, and then the next thing is I did is I did what's called a life review. And that is the most amazing thing is, is that you go through your entire life all over again, just uh, the very important parts and the mundane parts. And, and you learn from it. It wasn't that I was reliving it. It was almost like I was a voyeur on each situation in my life, but I can feel what everyone else was feeling at the same time as I was experiencing. And then I started to learn things like everybody has their reasons for being at a particular place at a particular time. And so that these people, uh, I was there, like I had a fight with, with the kid in grammar school. I was there because that guy was a jerk and blah, blah, blah. But he was there because I was a jerk. You know, it's, it's everybody, you, you are tremendously flawed and you're tremendously beautiful. That's what life's all about. But everyone has a reason. And so now all of a sudden, I started not to feel hate or animosity towards people and things because now I started to see why they were there, that, that, that they were not bad people. Like everyone has their reasons for, for doing what, what they're doing. And so I would live through my life review. And then when I was done, I, I grew from the experience. And then I'll go like and do it again. Actually, like, every moment of your life, like did you do everything or was it just sort of like spotlight on particular moments? Number two, and uh, yeah, 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 the spotlight on particular moments, but, um, but there were very poignant moments in my life, and there were big, big, big instances. But also sometimes some of the most mundane moments were very important. I didn't understand it then, but I understand it after reliving it. And once I relived it, my, my awareness grew. And then I had an opportunity to relive it again. And it's not that there was a consciousness beyond me that was saying, okay, re relive this again. It was that the need was driving the, um, the, the learning process, the life review process. And as, and as part of those life reviews, one thing that I learned was that the worst things that happened to me in my life were the things that I grew the most from mm -hmm. and had the most enlightenment. And that was something that I really connected with because mm -hmm. that, because that it makes sense of those terrible things. You know, life is good and people are good even when sad things happen. And the more experiences that I had to draw upon in my life review, the more I grew as a person. And, uh, and that also connected very well to our Kundalini practice. Uh, you know, uh, Mool Mantra is a very popular mantra in, uh, in spirituality. Uh, and uh, and it's one, of, one of the lines, um, uh, without animosity or fear, I think mm -hmm. that's, that's it. And, and that's what I connected with, that all of a sudden is I had no animosity or hatred towards anybody because of these bad experiences, no, they were some of the things I learned the most of, most from. Mm -hmm. and, um, 
And, uh, and that was, was the first place. The first place is I learned the language of the universe, and then I learned about uh, the connected nature of all of us. And when I say connected, think of like your cells in a body, like, like the cells in your body, they each live and they eat and they reproduce and, and, and they, they want to continue. And, and, uh, but all of those cells in your body make up your consciousness, you, you. Not one cell knows about you. They just know about their own little thing going on there. And that's the way it is. I believe what I got the feeling from, from when I was there is that we're all connected like cells in a body and all of our connections together make up the all that is, which is the creator and the creation are one. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so that was what, what I learned in that first place. And then what, what happened is Could one thing, yeah. I ask you, is it possible to turn down the music that you have? Playing? Oh yes, of course. That's that's actually you. Oh. <laughs> it it just it just uh, it doesn't sound like music so much as just like. Ah. <laughs> and Mima was offering a jar. God, God, perfect. And so in the other place, I was in a uh, a neighborhood uh, restaurant, uh, and uh, and I was hired as the manager, and. Um, and I was there to teach the kids, which are young men and young women, uh, you know, 20-somethings, how to be bar max and bar maids. And, um, and I would stand before the owner each day, and I would get my instructions, and then I would go and, and uh, try to work with the kids, and they would scatter every time. And I just couldn't understand what, what was going on. I still didn't think I was anyplace else, but... No matter what I did with these kids, they wouldn't listen to me. And then the owner's wife, this, the owner's wife was what was there, and all she did was pray all the time. And I was just, it, it was starting to get sur surreal. Like, I felt this woman had a tremendous amount of love in her, just radiated from her. But that's all she, she did was sit there and pray. And so it was just such an odd experience. And then finally, I was at my wit's end. I didn't know what to do anymore. And so I... I stood before the owner and, um, and I asked him about why I was here, why, you know, what's going on. And he touched my arm. And then I realized something. I saw myself in that bar owner, in that restaurant owner, is that, is that I felt as if I was talking to my higher self. And then all of a sudden, everything changed. Is, is that now I saw certain things. First off, is I saw auras around the bar owner, the bar owner's wife, and, uh, and, and myself. And the bar owner and the bar owner, they had these magnificent auras. I had a very light aura. The kids had no auras at all. And, um, and, uh, but, but then all of a sudden, I started to realize things about about what had been happening with me and the kids. And I was trying to figure out who they were. And, uh, and they kind of reminded me of the way dogs and cats and animals are in the sense like you could connect so deeply with them. And then they'll, they'll do something crazy like, like bring home a dead thing and pretend it's a pet or something. You know, you know they, they aren't human. They, they're animals. They're yet to have a human incarnation. And then I began to see that in the kids as well, is that, is that I started to see 
their spirits. And I remembered from, from, from that other place is that I learned how to see spirits in these kids. And when I was first presented with, with, to, to train them is that I fell back on the old ways of thinking. I didn't look into spirit to see, to, to see how to reach them and how to touch them. And what I really realized was that, um, was, was that they were yet to have an incarn human incarnation, those kids. And what I was there is I was there to prepare them for a human incarnation. Hmm. And, um, and uh, I was being tested. It almost sent like to me is that the first place where I learned the language of the universe, now I look at it as syncing with the Akashic record, that, that, that I was sharing all of my experiences to what, it, what is, and I was receiving all the experiences and all the knowledge that the universe had and wanted to share with me. And then once I had that, I had that, that information, I had that knowledge, and then I grew spiritually from my life review. Now I'm being in this environment where I'm being tested, and I failed the test miserably because that I didn't look at the kids as spirits. I just looked at them as kids, we're all in a bar, or a restaurant, and that's the whole everything. But, but, but it wasn't. I didn't use my spirituality once my higher self helped me to understand that, then I was able to mentor the kids. And, um, and that was my, the second place I was in. And then the final place I was in was uh, a neighborhood place out here in Long Island called The Bluff in Kings Park and on Long Island. And people sit there at the end of the day um, and drink coffee or red solo cups with something other than coffee in it. <laughs> and they watch the sunset. And so, and so I, I was sat there every day and I use the term very loosely because it wasn't like that with days there, but, uh, but things were kind of like in chapters, if that made sense. And I would sit there with my two friends, two fellow who I knew in life. And they were the only people I saw in that place that, uh, that I, that, that had passed. Uh -huh. They had died earlier that year. And, but I, at that time, I didn't remember that, that, that they died in that previous year. And so I would sit there, I'd watch the sunset with them every day. And then, uh, and then one day it occurred to me is that, no, they aren't alive. This can't be real. How could I be in this place? And so I wanted to ask them why they were here. But for some reason, I didn't want to ask that question. And, uh, and I just I would just sit there every day with with them watching it, but then over a period of time I felt this urgency building up and building up, like something was going to happen. And finally, I asked. Uh, finally, I felt like if I didn't ask them now, I would never get this chance to ask them again. And finally, I asked them why they were here, and uh, they said they were here to make sure that I was okay. And I didn't understand because at that time, I really didn't realize I was in an accident. I didn't know what they meant by why they were here for me to be okay. It wasn't until later on, they weren't in that place to make sure that I'm okay, but they were going to be my spirit guides going forward. And they mm -hmm. helped me uh, recover from the accident because mm -hmm. Joey, he had a broken neck, just like my broken neck. John died of diabetes. He had a bad leg that all the circulation got cut off to his leg. And that's exactly what happened to my leg. Mm -hmm. And so 
it just seems so odd that, that, that these two people passed that year before, and now they're here to be my spirit guides to help me in my recovery going forward. But, 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 but after they said that, I was looking at the sun setting, but then when it set, it just got brighter and brighter and brighter like it never did before. And then finally, I opened up my eyes and I was in my hospital room. And my mom and sister were, were craning over me and they were, um, they were you know, pretty excited. And I, and I was <laughs> back with, with, with the living. And, and I, I have to say is that, that that is a Reader's Digest version mm -hmm. because, because there's so much about that and the way that we communicated and all the different lessons that we learned in that place. Um, and, it's in the uh, book. Yeah, it's yeah. all in yeah. the book, and it's wonderful. But but what that what what had happened after that is that as I had to go through this uh, rehabilitation process, and it was just very difficult. I, I couldn't walk. I was in a wheelchair. I really it really took a a, a lot. But but Kathy helped me mentor through uh, through that period, and um, and it, it was. Um, everything started to go so much better and that I was starting to get back to the swing of things. I was going back hiking and doing all the things, my Kundalini yoga. I had, um, I was just to do yoga and Kundalini yoga. I was really, and then the worst thing that ever happened. Oh, are we okay? Yeah, sounding. You guys have frozen for me, and it's sounding a little xylophony. Let's. Are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Okay, I can hear you fine. I just can't um, see you moving. Do you want to try stopping your video and starting it again? Yeah, sure. Hmm. There we are. Yep, you're moving again. <laughs> okay, and then, and then what, what, what had happened is, is that one morning I went to my basement and I found my son, 20-year-old son, dead in my basement from a drug overdose of oh heroin. And uh, this kid was the light of my life. I did everything with him. He was a championship, New York State championship wrestler. He was on a scholarship to a Division I Premier University uh, uh, engineering school. He played the saxophone like, like Dizzy Gillespie played the horn. He played the guitar like Jimi Hendrix. I mean, he played Mozart on the piano like Mozart. He was just this amazing, amazing kid. And, uh, and it was all of a sudden, you know, it wasn't like he had this long, long drug problems. We just, it had just been a few months that we started to notice like something was, 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 wasn't right. And I was completely devastated. Is, so Kathy, you're, you guys are together after, like during this whole coma experience, right? You, you met before this. I'm yes. Okay. Yes. We're, 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 I'm going to touch on, on that, and Kathy's going to, going to explain this next part. But okay. I'm just, well, I was just, because you said your son. So is that both of your sons or just? No. no, no. My, oh, okay. My son, yes. Okay. Yes, my son. And, um, and uh, it, was, it was the most, it was an awful, 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 awful thing. It completely floored me for about six months. I just, I just really couldn't get, get to life. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, 
And then Kathy. Uh, Kathy and I had been friends for a long time, but uh, eighteen years. Yeah, this is this is your part. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so we had been friends, and when he was in the coma, it was very devastating to me because we we were very good friends. We we shared uh, community events. We were in community service groups together. Kids would grew up together because I had kids and he had kids. But um, when he went into the coma, I was praying for him every day. He, he wasn't spiritual, but I was. So I prayed every day and I said, um, Steve, I know that you, you can hear me because my mom and my brother had both suddenly passed and I communicated with them. I've had this ability ever since I was little to really communicate with saints and angels and things like that. So I talked to him every day. I said, I'm not, I can't be in the hospital room with you. I'm not next of kin, but just pretend I'm in there with you. I'm holding your hand. I'm praying that you need to come back for your family, for the community that needed you, for your friends. And I did this every day for three weeks because this was, this was like life or death. He, mm -hmm. We didn't know he was coming back. Yeah. So um, finally, I get a text one day and it's like, hi, Kath, it's Steve. I'm okay. I want to thank you for visiting me when I was quote unquote out, out, if you know what I mean. I heard your prayers. I really appreciate it. And I want to speak to you. I learned a lot on the other side. And it was just amazing because wow. you know, we all know that this is possible, that there is a spirit and physical relationship but it's never validated in any way because people don't go and come back. He went and came back. Mm -hmm. So it was just amazing. And then as time went on with his rehabilitation process, all of the stuff he started recollecting and discussing with me, everything was going great. Um, he rehabilitated so wonderfully, especially with the yoga and horseback riding, like all these things got him to this wonderful place. And then his son passed and, um, he was devastated and he he kind of lost that spiritual connection that he had gained but so that's where i came in like i was there like come on we you're connected and all of a sudden nick started giving signs to me and he didn't he didn't like understand it like for for some reason he was just letting the signs go over his head i we were getting roses every day and let me. I, I just want to. I just want to touch on one very important part about Kathy. Is that when I woke up in my hospital bed, that that's why I contacted her right away. She was just a friend of mine. I was Mr. Mom. You know, I I took care of the kids, and so and so all my friends were moms. And so, and, and so I was like the only guy at, at everything. And so Kathy and I were very good friends. She was married at the time. I was married at the time, but, but, but we're all part of this group of moms, but I wasn't a mom. I was a guy. And, uh, but as soon as I woke up, I knew who the lady in the bar was, the bar owner's wife. Okay. I was going to ask that because it was that, Kathy. That, that's, because that's what came to my mind when she said that. You figured it out. Yay. It was the spirit as I felt this, her spirit. You know, after I learned how to see spirit in things, now when I came back, I wasn't gonna let that mistake happen again. It's like, it's like I realized 
that that person had the same spirit as Kathy did. And that's why I texted her. And that's why I said, thank you for visiting me when I was out, out, if you know what I mean, you know? And I wasn't sure if she was going to uh, uh, get it. And then, and then another thing is that, uh, is that in that other place, I failed to see the spirit in the kids. And so that whole thing passed me by. But now right away, is I saw the spirit in Kathy, and so right. and so this, that lesson finally stuck with with me. Yeah. But uh, but uh, you know, but I had let the, I let the spirituality lead me because that I was so busy getting better, and Kathy was what was helping me. And I felt John and uh, and Joey's the two people for, who had died and was sitting with with me every day. I felt them not pushing me, but I felt an understanding that came from them that I applied to my rehabilitation. So I was real excited. Anytime I woke up in pain, I was excited because I knew I'd get better. By the end of the day, everything would be better. And, um, and uh, but, but then after we, we lost Nick is that, I remember the first time Kathy said to me, did Nick try to contact you? And I thought she was out of her mind. I was, I was like, what? what I've known this lady for 20 years. You're out of your mind. I didn't say that to her uh, because Kathy, Kathy punches like a man, so I don't want to <laughs> get her too upset. But, uh, but uh, you know, and go ahead, Kathy. So what, the, the year anniversary of his son's passing, there were these roses that were showing up on a walk, on a, on a park bench, at the beach. And I knew there was something to it because after my brother passed, I received silver hearts every day for a week just coming in the mail, appearing on a trail, getting given to me. So when the, when the roses came every day, I said, Steve, there's something to this. And he's like, you're out of your mind. People leave roses, you know, they have weddings or they get them as gifts and they leave. I'm like, no, I said, there's something to this. I know there's something to this. But he didn't, he didn't understand. So his, um, his cousin went to a psychic and the psychic was saying, she gave so many amazing um, readings, but she said that Nick and St. Teresa have a synchronicity. They share the same birthday and she's sending the roses. So when he heard that, he was like, well, you know, psychics, maybe they go on Facebook and research information. He still didn't, he didn't understand it just yet. So it wasn't until we created the shrine in honor of his son that uh, someone gave us a, a rosary bead to put there, a St. Teresa rosary bead. And on the prayer card, it said that not only did Nick and St. Teresa share the same birthday, but the day that Nick passed was the day that St. Teresa was canonized. And I said, wow. Steve, come on now, look at this. The psychic said Teresa was sending the roses with Nick to get your attention that he was okay. And all these synchronicities are lined up. Do you believe it now? And then he's like, well, maybe there's something to this. Well, it was, it was, it, it was a long process because he said, Kathy kept on bringing this to me and I just didn't buy it. Like, like what, what are roses supposed to just materialize? But, but it wasn't until later on as I started to learn about signs and the way that they happen and it's not like magic is, is that the roses appear, is that someone else's path, somebody was there with the roses for, for their own reasons. And, and, but 
and we would find them. So, so, so they were there for their reasons. We were here for our reasons, but it just so happened in the middle of winter and, and other times we've seen these roses all over the place. And, and so that was a tough thing for me to adjust to. But, but, but then when I found out that, that uh, Nick and St. Teresa share a, uh, share a canonization and birthday, those two dates, the computer guy and me, you know, try to figure out the odds on that. And that's crazy. So, so at the very least, I was willing to uh, give it an open mind. And, uh, and once I opened my, my, my mind, like everything started to change, yeah. you know, it, it really did. We, we manifested all these things. I was, uh, uh, you know, prior to, uh, to the accident, my wife and I were getting ready to go our separate ways with yeah. the kids were in, uh, high school going to college soon. And we had drifted apart over the years. You know, it, it happens, you know, uh, we had kids together and we just want to want to do what, what, what we can to, 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 get them off seat, you know, in life. And, uh, and, uh, but, 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 you know, it was definitely at the end of our relationship. And so, uh, so I, at that time, as I started to spend even more time with, with Kathy, uh, because that we, we would go hiking, we, we talk about spirituality. And then after these things happened, as I told her, I want to do yoga. And she said, what? I was like, no, I want to do yoga. I said, one thing I remember about the spirit is that, the only people, the people who I see in my regular day life who like have that spirit of people who are into yoga. So I didn't know. I looked in the yellow pages. I asked online. I found the Kundalini yoga place. I didn't even know what Kundalini yoga was. And uh, and I went. I, I asked Kathy to go, and Kathy said no. She said she's doing you, too many things. You've noticed too that the woman who owns that place, his name is Teresa. But. Yes. That's oh. <laughs> nice. You're great. That's good. We You're haven't been even thinking about that until now. All right. And um, and uh, and so I told Kathy I wanted to go, and Kathy said no, she is too busy. And I said I'll go by yourself. And then Kathy said, uh, uh, I'm not gonna let you in a room with 20 girls doing all sorts of poses. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> and so uh, and so we we went every day for several years, uh, and it really helped me rehabilitate but also connect with the spirituality aspects of it and it's really uh it really made such a difference in our lives we like to have fun we, we are not yogis on a mountain and uh and so uh and so the, even coming out of the coma is i couldn't eat anything like because i was still in the spirit world and spirits don't need to eat but but i was now a physical person i needed to eat but, but but how could I eat spirits? You know, animals and you know everything. Even vegetables had a spirit. It's like it's like how did I bring my, myself to do that? And the way I reasoned it out is there's a spirit mind and there's a monkey mind. Spirit mind is all in the spirit, and they're, they're connecting to all all that that is. And and the, the monkey mind will do anything, eat anything, have no remorse. And us as people, we don't have to be a monkey, and we can't be a spirit we're somewhere along on this line. In the end, we're here to have a human incarnation. It's important to be spiritually connected, but it can't be your life. I mean, in my opinion, and from what I've experienced, is, hello, <laughs> is that, is that, hello, I handsome. I have my headphones in so he can't hear you, but yeah, yeah. they say hello. <laughs> hello. And that's, and that's, uh, and they have to figure out where you are on that. And it was, and truly is that is that you can be totally spiritual but you're missing out on those experiences that are going to help you so much 
when, when, when you're doing your life reviews. And so when I say Kathy and I, <laughs> it's been a long day is there <laughs> they've been sitting through a lot of these so yeah uh, and uh <laughs> hopefully she puts him on the otherwise people just oh it's all yeah no it's it's all um I, yeah, I, I don't edit this much. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, 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 we're just saying that um, uh, uh, you have to experience life. So, so when I say that Kathy and I have a lot of fun, we do have fun. We, we have our spiritual stuff, but but I mean, we like some wine every now and then, and and uh, you know, sometimes we eat pizza. I don't know. I don't know. We, 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 we wild. <laughs> wild belief. But, 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 but we really do. We, we have a great time and we just try to stay positive and try to share everything with, with, with everyone. And the yoga is a big part of our lives. We, we, we really don't connect with, with the traditional Kundalini yoga anymore. Uh, it was something way before this craziness that's going on in the world and in the, that particular community. It was that, uh, you know, we're, we're expressionists and, and to live in uh, or be in such a, a rigid practice isn't really isn't for us and so we have our own practice now that we have other people who we uh we, we still do kundalini it's, it's very deeply rooted but but a lot of it has to do with the here and now and about living life and using the the lessons to have a happier life here you know you know there's a beautiful place but here is a beautiful place too and then you have to see the beauty in everything, right, Kathy? Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the practice of yoga is just a beautiful way to um, to find yourself in that meditative state where you could have access to the place that he went to. Because we're connected. When you get yourself on that spiritual path, and all of a sudden, the path opens wide up. This, this synchronicities. You, you, when you get in that divine alignment, situations come to you, opportunities, people of a high vibration are on your path, and you just you meet wonderful people, you have wonderful experiences, life becomes so much better. And and a lot of there's many ways to get to that higher ascension. Some of it is through having a near-death experience. We don't recommend that. <laughs> Others is through meditating, prayer, yoga. And it's just, it's in your best interest to find what resonates with you and elevates your consciousness, which elevates the global consciousness, because right now we need that. So the book not only helps people with the grieving process, but the spiritual lessons that he learned at the other place are also guiding people. Like, don't have animosity to people. Uh, see spirit in everybody know that we're all connected so the divine teacher in me bows to the divine teacher within you honor one another love one another we don't have to fear death this isn't the end we'd go on forever so once you get rid of that root fear of death then the other fears don't really matter so much you could live your life you could you could understand that no matter where you are in this world and politically we're kind of divided right now um, everyone is doing the best that they can with the information that they have. So you can't really blame the other sides because they think they're doing the best. So just honor that everyone is coming from their heart, trying to do what's right. And that'll help raise the consciousness so that we can get through all this. 
you know, so there's just so many good lessons in this book. And then there's a little bit of a love story and, and just cute, cute little stories about how once we open that spiritual door, the signs and synchronicities that come from the universe are crazy. The magic that unfolds when you become aligned with your divine self, just, it's, it's a magical experience. I mean, you know that. Look at how, you're amazing. The, the, uh, yes, I, and I, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but, but, but the signs and synchronicities, that was, that was the thing that really convinced me that uh, for a long time as I thought that the experience in that place, it was the drugs that they gave me or, or I was just dreaming and, and you know, could it oh, be, be real? And so in my own mind is that for a long time as I just put it up off to, you know, it, it was the but drugs. I, I know, I know. That's, that's what Kathy. <laughs> and so, and so it did take a, quite a bit of time to uh, work through that, but the signs and synchronicities, that's what first, first, uh, started me thinking about it. When you receive a sign from the universe, the first reaction is there's a wow factor, like, wow, isn't that strange? That, that, that's coincidences and blah, blah, blah. You have that wow factor. But, but, but then you have to stop and you have to really think of what is the message? What is the meaning in the messages? Some things, especially when you're opening up your mind to signs, it's just, it's just a sign so, so you know someone's trying to reach out to you. But once you've opened up that door, you have to figure out what, what is the message about. And I'll give you a perfect for instance is that we were, we were walking on the beach one, one day and uh, Kathy loves beach glass and she wanted to find some violet peach, uh, beach glass because of um, uh, St. Germain is one of her uh, uh, spiritual mentors and St. Germain with the violet flame. And so Kathy, when she walks, she wants to heal the universe. And so if it wasn't for Kathy doing that, things would be a lot worse. But, uh, but, but <laughs> so, she asked, so, so she asked the universe for a sign and uh, we didn't see anything at all. And, uh, and so we're walking around, Kathy was saying she was disappointed because she didn't get a sign. we always get signs. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we saw the spotted dog. It, it was a Dalmatian. And we, and we loved it. And when we walk, walked over, we said hello to the doggy's mom and everything. And then we said, uh, what's the dog's name? And she said, Violet. And who names the Dalmatian Violet? Dalmatian Violet. And so, and, and so we're, we're walking away and uh, Kathy says, oh, I didn't find my beach class. I said, Kathy, the dog's name was Violet. And she says, I know, but I didn't get any beach. I'm like, Kathy. The dog's name is Violet, and 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 finally started to sink in. I mean, she knew all, all along, but 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 I told her we we have to find that lady again because that because that that wasn't about an accident. There's something there. There's some reason why the universe has brought this person to us and established that connection in a way we didn't even expect. So roll it back a few weeks later, Kathy sees the lady on the beach, she introduces herself, and, and then she starts telling her about the violet flame. The lady was very open to it. And um, then we found out that she lost her son in similar circumstances, at least, at least in what we believe are similar circumstances. And, um, and that's why the universe had brought us together. Is, is because, because then we started to talk together. 
and I, we start to talk about the experiences of losing a child and having yeah, and how that feels. And it's a club that nobody wants to belong to, obviously, but 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 there's also a bond. You know, when, when you're a parent, you meet some another parent who's lost a child. There, there's a bond there. I mean, there really is. And so, uh, and so, that's the way it works. Is that is that we saw the sign. We're looking for violet beach glass. Violet, anything violet. We found this dog named Violet, which is bizarre. But yeah. that linked us to this lady who was suffering, you know, from the loss of a child and just meeting someone, being able to talk. And uh, and that's an example of the way the universal mm -hmm. signs work. Mm-hmm. You're paying attention. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I have, I had a, a funny dog story happen to us yesterday because my, my sons are really into Mario and Luigi and, yeah. uh, so my, and, and puppets. So my, one of my son's holding the Mario puppet and we, we, we walk across the street to get the mail. And uh, these, these two little dogs come, these two women with each, with, with a little dog. And, um, the, the lady just starts talking to my son. So she's like, hey, what's your puppet's name? And he goes, it's Mario. And she goes, oh, that's my dog's name. And that's, Lu and that's Luigi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was like one of those things like, who names their dogs Mario? And I've, I've never heard that before. So, so it was pretty cute. Yeah. It was need to find her again and see maybe there's something deeper. I know. I know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, after, after we were, um, after I started to come to terms with, with, with everything and I started to believe that, that, that perhaps it wasn't just a, um, uh, it just wasn't a dream or the drugs that, that it was a real experience. And I learned real lessons. Um, uh, Kathy was always pushing me to write a book and to do workshops on this thing. And, uh, and I, I didn't want, want to do that because that I had, I had come from, I was involved in local politics. I was in the newspaper a lot. People knew me. I was always given my opinion mm -hmm. on things. You want to quote on something, get Steve. Uh, I was in many civic, I was on a school board, you know, and I had stepped away from all that. And I liked the life of anonymity. I mean, it's very easy to be famous in a small town. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I was for the small town. <laughs> and uh, and I just I didn't want, want to walk back into the limelight. And Kathy was constantly telling me, "Okay, come on, you have to do a workshop. You have to write a book. Blah blah blah." And I I just I wasn't into it. And then uh, we had this 85 year old lady, Nancy. I, I think you might have met her at Satnam okay. Fest and some other things. She wanted to go to Satnam Fest, but she, she she didn't have any money, and and there was no way she can go. And so. And so I told Kathy, I said, how about we put on a workshop? And <laughs> it's like, uh. it took me years for this to happen. And so we, uh, and so we uh, did this workshop. We raised like $2,000 for her just in one oh, workshop. At Teresa's place. At, at Teresa's place. She had us use the place for free. And we raised it, it and we sent her. And then we also sent Sean, uh, another person to Satnam Fest from, from the money that we raised from the uh, uh, workshops. And, uh, and but, but it was really interesting because that as we started to do these workshops, the people who were coming weren't near death, you know, people. There were people suffering from losses in their lives. And, uh, and each one was, was filled to capacity. And, uh, and we, we would just, uh, you know, it, and then COVID hit and mm -hmm. we couldn't do our uh, workshops anymore. So then uh, that's when Kathy and I sat down. I just write the book now. And, uh, <laughs> and, 
and we worked on it for, for several months, uh, put it together. Uh, you know, Kathy's responsible for most of the narrative and she picks on me the whole time through the book. But, but it's, it's, it's great because, because we, we kept the flow of the book together, but a lot of information is also in the questions and answers uh, part of it. And, uh, and so those, those, it really is. It's a great read, it's a fast read, uh, but the questions and answers, there is so much spirit in, in that. But, uh, but, but one, one of the things Kathy told me is that uh, I didn't feel like I should talk about this because of people who spent their whole life studying spirituality. And mm. I didn't do any of that. All I did was survive. But I did have this unique experience. And, um, and, uh, and, she, and, she, and she told me uh, that, that I should accept the grace that, that's been bestowed upon me and do something very good with it. And she says, sometimes the Lord chooses the most unlikely of servants. And, uh, and he chose you this time. And, uh, and that was what was, was very interesting because I, I do remember a time that I've heard that once before. And that was, uh, I was down uh, south visiting my, my, my mother. She lives in a place called the Villages. It's like a retirement community. And so I'd gone down there to visit her and, and you know, they had dollar beers at the local brewery. So that was a big mistake. And, uh, and so after a weekend of mom and, and the malted beverages, I was just so dehydrated. I just wanted to get home. I go to get on the plane. The plane was delayed. And then as soon as I get on the plane, there's this Hispanic lady sitting there. She's like clutching a rosary and she's praying and she's kind of like shaking. And I was like, and this is, I was a whole lot, this is years ago. I wasn't as evolved as I am now. And I'm looking at her and gosh, I just wanted her to shut up. I wanted to go to sleep. I, there, there's no way I could sit next to this lady for three hours <laughs> but doing the, the thing and mumbling, praying in Spanish. I was just like, I was like, no, I, I don't want this. I looked around. There was no other seat. I knew I was going to be sitting next to this lady. I was like, oh. And then so I put, put my earbuds on and I'm sitting there. And then all of a sudden they, the, they close the door and then she starts yelping and she's really, she's really losing it. And I didn't know what to do. And I thought the authorities were going to come over soon. And so I decided, I don't know why I did, but I just reached over and I held her hand. And then she looked at me and then she looked even more scared. <laughs> and and, and like, 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 like I was going to grope her or something. Oh. And I was like, oh. And, and, um, and I didn't know what to say. And so I said, the only thing that came to mind, I said, Jesus sent me. And I felt so bad about that as soon as I said it. I felt like a strike of lightning was, was going to come down to the plane and hit me. Uh, but but she kind of calmed down a little bit and she wasn't shaking anymore, but, but, but she was starting to get better. And then, uh, and then when the plane started rolling, then she started freaking out all over again. And I just didn't know what to do. And so I said to her, I said, I, and I own this, this now, I, there's no way I can get out of this. I was gonna have to do something. And so I asked her if she had any grandchildren. 
And oh my God, did this lady have grandchildren? She just <laughs> she just yapped for like two and a half hours, and she talked about Maria and Georgie, and they're getting married. But Maria makes more money than Georgie. And Georgie's real name is Jorge. Doesn't understand, but they love each other. And she went on, went on for for, for the longest time, and she really didn't notice that we were flying anymore. It was it was like like we're on the plane. But after a while, I developed this really deep love and respect for this lady because is that she came to hear from Cuba on what was like a raft back in the 70s oh, wow. so, so kids could have a life for themselves. And, um, and I just, and she had been through so much, but she was still happy. And this was the first time she was on a plane. So, so she didn't like the plane very, 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 oh, very okay. much. But, but, but all in all, I really, I really developed such a love for her. And so then, then when the plane finally landed, we go to get off the plane. She couldn't reach the overhead bin, so I had to take all her luggage, and and so I'm carrying her luggage and my luggage. And so we 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 get to getting off the plane, and then I see this gaggle of people out there from her descriptions. I knew they were all of her family, so so I said, I want to say goodbye to you now. I don't want to invade on you. Hello, with, with with your family. But this time I was feeling really guilty about the Jesus thing. Uh, because she, she, she's obviously a devoutly religious person, and that was pretty cruel of me. And, um, and so I, I told her, I said, I have to tell you something before we, we, we leave. And so I put, put the things down, and she looked at me, she said, what's wrong? And I said, I lied. And she says, oh? I said. Oh, wait, Steve, you're gone. What happened? <laughs> and then she said sorry we uh we lost you there okay so uh, uh it's record it's still recording okay yeah <laughs> and so where, where did i leave off so she's um you you said i told a lie yeah 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 i i told a lie and i, I told her you know jesus didn't send me and, and she pulled me, meet me down, kissed me on my forehead, then let out a big, big laugh. And she said, the only one you misled was yourself. Jesus did send you. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. She said, I'm not even religious. And she said, well, sometimes Jesus chooses the most unlikely of, of servants. And once <laughs> again, he chose wisely. <laughs> and so when, 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 when Kathy said that to me that time, I started to realize that, that, that maybe, maybe I could share the share the experience and uh and it's been a whirlwind ever since mm -hmm. yeah wow how beautiful i'm so glad you did do that and just to plant this seed you have a billions of people potentially that could attend your workshops now via zoom so <laughs> uh that's that we, we we are very thrilled and we uh, and like i mentioned we're getting the book uh uh, translated into Spanish and uh, and just really looking to uh, spread the word and share the word and uh, and uh, and just the the real message is is that it makes sense here or any place that may come after here find happiness here you know so often the prison your own prison bars are of your own construction and uh and it's really how you think about your experiences and if there's meaning and purpose in those experiences it makes it easier to uh to to deal with in fact uh, uh one of one of the chapters we we devoted to uh to a spiritualist uh, uh jai dev singh you you know jai 
And, um, and uh, that was the first time he says, and uh, we use a quote of his that says, once you, um, just say the quote exactly. Once you eliminate the root fear, which is death, then the other fears lose their power. Something like paraphrasing, and that's mm -hmm. and that's so and that's so true because that because that once you once you come to terms with those things, all of a sudden life is great. You know, you know, I made it through losing my my beautiful son, but I made it through the other side. Nothing after after being in that place and experiencing the emotions of of losing a child, I realized that so much of that, if it wasn't for that other place, I never would have been able to do that. It would have ruined my, my life. Every event, now I wake up with such a joy and a smile. I mean, partly because I'm waking up next to Kathy. I mean, that goes a long way. <laughs> but, uh, but, 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 but no, no, it is. And, uh, and uh, uh, Jai Dev, the, he did this workshop on the five blue ethers. And those, those were the stages uh, that the spirit goes to, to move on to the spirit world. And, um, and that was, was the first time that all of a sudden, a lot of things that were in those five uh, blue ethers were what I experienced. The first place where I called uh, 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 the language of the universe, um, that, that, that's really what Jai Dev talks about, uh, the syncing with the Akashic record. And, uh, and then about being tested, is, is after you're synced with the Kashuk record, you're then tested in, in one of the next phases to see where are you going to be brought back to another human incarnation, or are you going to be a spirit guide in the spirit world, or, or where you are spiritually. And so if you go through all the different phases, I only made it to the first two. If I would have went any further, I wouldn't be back there. But, but, but it was a very enlightening experience because that there's a first time I ever heard of somebody, you know, putting it down into words that uh, that that there is something beyond the four walls. You know, I'm I'm I, you know, I'm into math. You know, I'm a computer guy, but 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 math is to the physical world what psychics are to the spiritual world. Is that it's just touching on the edges. Is is that there is this great truth that nobody knows about where where did all this get started or it always has been, whatever it is, there's a big unknown out there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and science can explain the edges. You, you know, it, it can explain certain aspects of it, or a psychic can tap into certain aspects of it to be able to tell you things about yourself. But, but, but truly is that, I don't know, is that, is that there, there is this great unknown. And, uh, and science doesn't explain it all. Spirituality doesn't explain it all. It's, it's all we're, we're going to continue to evolve as people. And we're, and we're going to figure it out. And, uh, and it's going to be a happy thing. There, there, there is no way. And so a lot of it that I think that uh, in the chapter where I speak about uh, Jai Dev Singh is that I'm really starting to believe in my own mind. This has nothing to do with that place. This is me thinking about it afterwards, is I'm really starting to think that all of our consciousness, all of our consciousnesses, all of us, make up the consciousness of the creator. And that the reason why we are all here is, is we're part of the creator. That must mean that the creator grows. Yeah. 
and that and that we grow as a spirit that, that we live through many incarnations and so as we learn as we add to the kashic record if we add to all that 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 is that's our purpose here is is to learn to seek enlightenment and make sense of it all and raise the whole universal consciousness which is the consciousness of the creator so so not only do you have the purpose of life with yourself but but you're also part of the creator and the creation so your life is so important because you're going to add to to the con hmm. okay lost you Again, we'll just wait. Hi, okay. That's okay. I'm, that must be my internet connection because it, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. yes, we add to all that is, I certainly believe that, that everything is expanding and becoming more and more. Then, I mean, that occurred to me as I was listening to Abraham. Yeah. Oh, that's how we call it infinite because it, <laughs> it's not that it, it's like you can't imagine infinite unless you can imagine something constantly growing, right? Right. Well, <laughs> I tell you, it's, it's so true. And, um, and we definitely, uh, you know, we, we found our own community. Like uh, now, now when, when we go to spiritual events, we see young kids that are the age of the bar maids and bar backs that I was training and we invite them back to the house and we put on gong concerts and we have craft night where we'll make Reiki wands or, or beach glass things. And, uh, and we have a mix of older people and younger people. And we just hang out. We have a good time. We, we do curtains. We, 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 ceremonies. we make crystal candles, you know, <laughs> we just have, have a great, a great time. And, 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 and we help them realize that there are spiritual people out there. They're not alone. Cause a lot of them come saying like, I feel left out my family. They don't understand me. They don't resonate with me. So we bring them to community and it's beautiful. And that's, and yeah, that Kathy said it right. It's about a community that, <coughs> that out here we're, we're creating a community. You know, you, you know, now that, that COVID's taken over, actually, Teresa, she had to close her studio, but, you know, six months of no classes, that, that, that happens. And, uh, like permanently. Yeah, like permanently. Well, she's yeah. seeking another location. Yeah, she's seeking, but, but, but it is it's very upsetting. Yeah. But, but we're building a community, and yoga is just part of that community. It's not the whole community. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about having good and getting older people with younger people to realize that, that, it's not just your own age. You, you could have fun. You could have a good time. You could share. There are other people who think like, you know, all, all of a sudden we, we talk about the chakras, you know, oh, oh, yeah, I want to get this. I'm making a wand. I want the, I want the, uh, you know, amethyst or, or uh, lapis lazuli or something, you know, and, and they already know. All, all of a sudden, I, one of our friends says, I can never have a conversation like, like this anywhere I go. But, but, but we're not sitting there with old turbans and stuff with, you know, I have my Led Zeppelin shirt on, you know, <laughs> you know it, it put, puts a separate dy uh, dynamic because a lot of ways, you know, how do you cure the world? I mean, everyone has their own ways. And so, and so marching in the streets, that, that has its purpose for, for many people. Yeah. But, 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 but really, if you make a community and you share love, and share experiences but but it has to be fun you know you know 
and in spreading that light is you work as a counterbalance to some of the negative things that are going on. You, you know, you can, you send out light and energy from the community in which you, you create. So now, but now the young people are meeting each other's now, now, now they're forming all different types of bands and they're starting to do projects together and the older people are doing their things and they're coming to terms with life. And, you know, it's just, it's just a wonderful, wonderful experience to realize that by just being a community, creating a community that's based upon fun and love and, and other things besides material things or, or, or fretting about things, you, you really work as a counterbalance to all the craziness in the world. And you know, I, I forget who, who said it, but, but uh, a monk, you, you know, you, you, you create your own reality, you create your own universe. And the step one is to, to, to spread the word and create a community which you can love and share within that. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. My, my son really wants my attention. Oh. <laughs> From beyond, I, I will get it for you, okay? But I just have to say goodbye, okay? <laughs> um, would, can you share, so besides finding your book on Amazon, is do you have like a, a website or a place yeah. where people can follow you? Yeah? Yeah, if, if, if you go to uh, www.betweenhereandthere.org, it's .org betweenhereandthere.org. If you go there, it'll bring you to our Facebook page. And our email address is info at betweenhereandthere.org. And uh, you definitely send and us, YouTube. and YouTube, you, you know, if you just type in the place between here and there or between here and there, we have, we have several social media presence out there. And, uh, and uh, but, but if you send us a message, we'll, we'll definitely write, write you back. And, uh, and it's okay to share. And, and we routinely meet people, uh, you know, who are having trouble or, or we'll spend hours just talking on the phone, you know, because it is a community and, uh, and these people who we touch, they share this throughout other people. And it's happening already. We, we met this one lady, Michelle, uh, she read our book, she contacted us. We met her in a park, we sat with her for a few hours. She had lost a child. And then we started to talk about her. And then she started to show up at our events, like different gong things and spirit things. And she started to bring her family, her friends, and now all of her friends are going and now they're starting to, they, and so it's, it's, it spreads, so it spreads the word, you know, by including people. Like, like, don't be afraid to ask somebody who you've just met. I mean, as long as you feel okay for, for your safety, but, but it, it's okay to ask her. Hey, come on over to, to the house. Yeah, yeah, I'm having 10 people. We're going to have a good time. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just come. You know, <laughs> some people will not come, no matter what. Sure. Other, other people will, will, will come on a first, you know, they'll, 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 they'll be there. That, they'll leave. Yeah, yeah. And it's, but, but, but that's how you create a community, is don't, don't be bashful. The worst thing that someone could say is no. And, and just have a good time. And, and raising someone's consciousness. I mean, what better gift can you give to someone? Yeah. And then they raise consciousnesses, and then all of a sudden, everyone's raised. <laughs> <laughs> and and Kathy will still do the healing med meditation for you to <laughs> the world, and so you got that going for you too. <laughs> oh, awesome! Okay, thank you so much for doing thank this. You. Have a beautiful right. night. So and, much. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you guys soon. Sign <laughs> up. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to our podcast, Inspired Artists. Please remember to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps other people find it. Thanks.